Blog Talk Radio. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Malachi 3, 6 through 7. That is right. This is not a test. It's the... Real thing. It's the ChristCast 2020. My name is Jason Dias alongside... Kiki Culpepper. Two generations with... One mission. And you know, you've heard all this stuff about Chick-fil-A, right? They can't sell sandwiches at the airport or at Trinity University. Because people are particular about their beliefs. Yes, they really are. Well, I am too. And so I talked to somebody you know, Dr. Janie Childers. Ah. And um, she's putting me in touch with the group out at Trinity. If you can't sell... Chick-fil-A sandwiches, I'm going to buy a bunch of them and give them away on Ooh, campus next year or in the Bad. fall and at the and at the airport. I'm going to I'm going to start a Chick-fil-A sandwich ministry and I'm just going to give them away. Give them away with like those tiny bibles, like the tiny yes, orange bibles. And and a QR code to take you right to our podcast. And of Bad. course, I have so many and you were right last week. I said I had 3,000 points. You said I had 4,000 points and yeah. you were right. I have 4,000 points. I didn't even look at his phone. Yes. And so, if you haven't gotten the app, get it. It's one app with Endless Awesome. And that's the Chick-fil-A app, obviously. Yeah. And My of friend course, got a whole meal just from yeah, all the points Yeah, you can. You do get, and you get the points very, very quickly. And we love Chick-fil-A. Oh. Um, we don't get hung up on all that controversy. Now, if I've got my class at Tours Baller on, oh, it can only mean one thing. Mr. Fink, oh, my favorite. <laughs> and all of those on the, is it 7th and 8th grade still? Or I don't know, grade? honestly. I saw the pictures and couldn't tell. So, I think it's 8th grade. It's the 8th grade Cross Loser in D.C. trip. Yeah. I remember that. that I remember like it, too. The only, that's one of the few <laughs> memories that were enjoyable from that school. And uh, I have a, a very, PTSD very, right very, yes. I've got, a, I've got a great memory of that trip, too. I got to know this person that I only had known up to that point as the other Culpepper. Hey. That's what I go into Look at what happened. It changed the trajectory of my life, certainly. And I've got to start by saying uh, thank you to Schlitterbahn. Um, yeah. They are going to replace the season pass that your friend washed. Brandon. Yes. Um, proof that girls are smarter than boys in high school, but... Um, mm. Mr. Blythen is going to um, replace that one, so yes. get his name, and, and they can go over and pick one up, proving that, once again, Schlitterbahn is still... The hottest, coolest time in Texas, even though I will personally not buy one this year. <laughs> you will not need to. All right, looking ahead, believe it or not, here we are, the book of Malachi. Um, we made it. We started this journey in January of 2018, going through the entire Old Testament, and here we are. But if you get some PTSD, we started this in 2016. Yeah, that's true. We did actually start the show... Um, um, way back when in 20, golly, oh. it seems like a long time ago. We were in the religion room. We were in the, like, like the janitor's closet. Like right practically the nurse's office. Yes. We were in the corner of the music room, and then we reached this beautiful, the, the Bible really in, in four parts is creation and exile. And we're sort of in the exile phase, but we've yeah. enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the exile. I eat better. That's kind of what we did. <laughs> I do eat better. That's kind of what we talked about in our Bible study last night. It's like, 
no matter how bad a job or situation is, as long as you always find a positive and joy in it, it's never really going to be bad. Yeah, and of course, since I have no real job, I find joy yeah. in everything that you I... find joy in food. Yes, I do find joy in food and doing these shows. Um, so we're looking ahead to the final episode. Next week, you want to join oh. us. You want to join us next week. The number one question we get when we're out in public or doing one of our remotes is what? How did we start doing this oh. show? Everyone always asks, how did y'all end up? It's kind of an unlikely combination because oh. of the age difference. <laughs> but there is actually a very good story to that, and we'll talk about that next week, as well as the, the intertestinal. The flashback phase. Yes. <laughs> the flashback, how it all got started. And, and that's when the heart comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and all that background music, yes. Uh, but also, we're going we're gonna to talk about the intertestinal period, 400 years of... Silence. However, we're only going to give you two months. Yes, yes, we'll be gone for about two months on our summer vacation. And of course, during the break, you're going to hear our good friend Miss Sharon Riddle talking about um, basically putting the pieces of the puzzle. That's what the, the Bible's all about. It's all these little pieces of the puzzle. And I've never read through the Bible chronologically the way we we're doing this now. And um, and so you'll hear Miss Riddle in the break. And then we're going to talk about the Book of Malachi, and we'll do it all right after this. Ms. Riddle told me earlier this week that the Old Testament and the New Testament like pieces of the puzzle. And with Malachi, it's just one more piece in God's amazing timeline. You know, and so we can't think on his timeline, but we get to see a little bit more of the pieces slid into place with Malachi because we see what God is getting after is the heart. What he wanted in Genesis and what the prophets have been telling us through all the struggles and all the difficulties that that God can see this the smallest choice of our heart and when we return to him he returns to us when you turn in the slightest variation to God and and say well maybe he really is God and you you turn even just the slightest thought God says I'm going to help you know me. I'm going to introduce myself to you. I love that. Hey, all right. Welcome back. Welcome. All right. Thank you, Miss Rill. She's been a great friend to this show, and yes. and uh, she's ten times the human being I'll ever be, and I just love talking mm-hmm. to her, and I recorded that earlier this week. Hey, listen, um, let's talk about where we are chronologically in the Bible. It's obviously the last book of the Bible. Um, we're at the close of the Old Testament. We're at the close of the Old Testament, the book we're of Malachi, the, end. the very end. The, the end. book of Malachi was written between 440 and 400 B.C., because like I said, 400 years of silence are coming up. The temple's been rebuilt. The people of Israel once again in the promised land. However, they were falling back into their same old ways of sin, and Malachi is sent to talk about it. So tell us about him. So not much is known about the author. He doesn't list any father's name or current leader of who Israel is. He doesn't give any like otherworldly fate marks. Malachi means my messenger, so he's God's messenger. He ministered time period, like near the end, but not Not wide. exactly, right. And of course, the, the books of the Old Testament are not always in chronological order. But this you kind of have to find it. Yes, you have to find it. That's why I loved what Miss uh, Riddle said about putting those pieces of the puzzle together. And what she said about you don't play checkers with just the red pieces. You need the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, it, it's super important. And this is why this book is so important. It's something that you'll see Jesus do a lot in the New Testament. But it's important to remember that our 
priests, our pastors, our Christian teachers, they're just normal men and women, the way we are, and... They're not more godly than you and I, but... They're just kind of more passionate about it. Which I is would great. Say. Yeah, which is great. And then sometimes, and in some we need cases, passionate yes, in Christ. And sometimes they're more. They've got more scholarship around the Bible. I don't always talk about it, but you've got a tremendous amount of knowledge about the Bible, and that comes from being in private school your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had a lot of Bible studies and a lot of memory verses. Um, but it is true that when our leaders of the church go astray, they can do a little more damage than somebody who just doesn't show up to church for yeah. for a month. And it's important because. Malachi calls them out, which is a good thing, because sometimes people do need to be called out. They do need to be called out. And he says, a son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I'm a father, where's the honor due me? And if I'm a master, where's the respect due to me, says the Lord Almighty? It is you, O priest, wink, wink, (laughs) who shows contempt for my name, which is Malachi 1, verse 6. Yeah, and you'll see Jesus gets on the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the highfalutin guys in Jerusalem when he shows up. Yeah, the Bible recognizes that pastors and priests have a unique role in furthering the kingdom of God, um, but they would... Uh, God would prefer it if they don't mess things up along the way. That's right. Foreshadowing big time. Yes. The foreshadowing into this book is clearly, is very accurate towards the John the Baptist and people saying, oh, he's the Messiah. But it's really somebody else coming in. That's right. Which, of course, is Jesus Christ. And he says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me, which is John the Baptist. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, Jesus Christ, obviously, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty, Malachi 3, verses 1 and 6. One of the things I love about this book of the Bible is it employs something that we call today Socratic debate. Um, That's a fancy word. Yes, and in the 400 years we're about to get into, the Greeks are going to be a tremendous part of that 400 years and uh, what is called the Hellenization of of the world. The world is going to become Greek and it's going to really work out to the advantage of the New Testament writers of the gospel and those who spread it. It's like putting the pieces in place so they have like a smoother ride. Absolutely, absolutely true. But that's what I love about this book. If you read it, it reads almost like a court case, an argument through questions like, why did you wear that shirt with those pants? You know, not, in, 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 <laughs> you're judging my fashion yeah, now. Not, not you. I no, don't I have a uniform on today. <laughs> she does not have a uniform on. I didn't mean you. I meant rhetorically. That's how you would, you know, why did you take that position in May of 1995? It's it's a it's a form it's a of debating. Thing yeah. That they're trying where to attack them. You ask, ask a question and then provide the answer if the person doesn't answer it, and thus you provide the answer to the question that you already know the answer to. It's a very interesting form of of rhetoric that Malachi employs. And let's talk about how we apply it today. I am witnessing with my eyes um, how much God values marriage because my mom and dad value it so highly. They really believed that when they got married in a church in Fall River, Massachusetts back in 1961, that they were making a covenant with God. And for the grown-ups, yes, and for the grown-ups listening, God despises divorce. We're very fortunate. Your parents are still married? Yes, I'm blessed yes. with that. I'm blessed with a whole family yes. that's staying together. I did I did the math between your parents, my marriage, and my parents' marriage. It's 100 years of marriage, which is pretty fascinating these days. And so God, he takes his covenant very, very seriously. And like of course, he did with his people. Exactly. 
And speaking of his people, God has chosen specific people. He's chosen his people that he wants to take to heaven, which is technically all of us. It's just who decides to go to him. And we must make the decision to go to God and choose him so we can go to heaven in the end. Yeah, and it's absolutely spot on. He's always open with open arms. And, and in this book, you'll read something. It's kind of heavy duty for the homeschoolers. Oof. But he uses the word hate. The word hate is in this book, which is not a word you find a lot in the New Testament. But when he you talks about, Testament? well, you, you hear the word hate a lot, in, but in the New Testament, it's all about, you know, well, compassion and love and stuff like that. It but again, the table. it's two, two, two parts of the, uh, different pieces of the puzzle. But you'll hear uh, in this book, he talks about the twin brothers Esau and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And the book says, have I not loved you and hated Esau. Basically, there are two. Yes, there's two worlds, and, and God has, God clearly has selected one part of that side for His grace and glory, and the other side is doomed for destruction, whether physically the way Edom was or spiritually. If you don't believe in God, you're going to find yourself on the day of the Lord in a very, very bad place. When we get to Revelation, trust me, you don't want to mess around with that. I love, honestly, I love the book of Revelation. Yeah. I think it's like so cool to I can't wait to get there. It is, a, it is a fascinating book and we'll both be a little older and smarter by then because it takes quite a bit of brain power. I'm going to be the same age. <laughs> yes. Well, you'll be 17. You'll yeah. be 17. That's something else we have in common. We both graduated from high school and we're 17. And so finally, what's unique about this final book is that the Old Testament ends. Malachi does not end with a message of deliverance, but... Of judgment for what's to come. And he says in Malachi 4, Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave to him at Horeb of all Israel. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of their children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. He flat out says, I'm going to curse you all if y'all don't like love each other. Yep, and what ensues, folks, is 400 years of silence. And so... Stay tuned. Join us next week as we wrap up um, the season before the final season. My name is Jason Dice alongside Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. Practice runs in life. This is-